You are listening to Beyond the Verse, a Star Citizen podcast. A show dedicated to Cloud Imperium games, Star Citizen and Squadron 42. Whether you fight, explore, unite, and or trade, we bring you news, updates, interviews, reviews, and analysis. So sit back, relax, grab yourself a pour of Radagast, and join us as we go Beyond the Verse. Launch sequence activated. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Verse Star Citizen podcast with your host, Solus. Uh, we are getting into episode 20, the, the show that almost didn't happen. <laughs> so let me, let me explain that really quick before we really get started. Um, there is really nothing that dropped in Star Citizen news. No updates, no developer um, updates at all. So I asked a poll on Twitter yesterday and was like, hey, do y'all want me to talk about like other things like going beyond beyond the verse? Or do you want me to postpone episode 20 to the next week? Um, I had already made up my mind that, that I wasn't going to stream live uh, last night, but lo and behold, um, I got an overwhelming amount of, of replies, um, some direct messages, some on that thread um, that that said that they would miss the show, and, and there's something special about that. So first off, thank you. It means the world to me. It, it, it means that I'm doing something right, and this community that we're building together is going in the right direction. That's a good sign for that. Um, but but it, also, um, it also holds me accountable. Now that we've got over 1,200 listens in podcast, um, we have almost 200 subscribers on YouTube. I mean, the list goes on. Almost 500 followers on Twitter, uh, four, over 420 uh, followers on TikTok. Like, we got all these great numbers. I need to make sure we do it every single week, regardless of if there's a lot of news or not. So here we go. Episode 20. We're calling this Starfield Citizen of Polia 2077. So think of this episode as kind of uh, the distractions episode part two. So a couple of episodes ago. Uh, so without further ado, let's get into uh, what we can expect from today's episode of Beyond the Verse. So first off, we got some business to discuss. Um, I believe in full transparency. So there's a couple of updates I wanted to run by y'all. Then we will go through Inside Star Citizen, which again... Uh, our this week in Star Citizen, which again isn't that much information. There was nothing until yesterday, Thursday, for Inside Star Citizen. We will watch that video together and react to it. Um, we'll talk about next week and how the phase two of the ship showdown changes for us and what we can expect in that experience. Um, but the majority of this podcast is kind of just real talk. Is that okay? Is that okay we, if we do that together? Just some, some real talk about games that we're playing to kind of buy us time. Um, what games interest you, etc. So without further ado, let's get into uh, the business portion, the little update section for today's episode. So we already went through some numbers. First off, thank you. First and foremost, that's literally all that matters. If there was one of you, 
I'm accomplishing my goal of sharing my love and passion for content creation and for Star Citizen. So the fact that there are so many more than just one, it means the world to me. So thank you so much. The second piece to that is if you like what we're producing, if you like Beyond the First Star Citizen podcast, we're now at that uh, impasse of putting a a five-star rating on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, But it's also time for us to consider monetizing. And let me explain my concept and my philosophy behind monetizing. So first off, I am blessed with my current role at Amazon. I am not content creating to have a second job. I am not content creating to replace my current job. I am very happy with where I'm at and what I'm doing and my coworkers and where I'm headed uh, at a Fortune 500 company. So any type of monetization has nothing to do with disposable income. But what I do want to consider, and I've done this for other platforms that I've created content for, I do want to consider creating my own income stream to help funnel that money back in to the quality costs, right? So for instance, an example, uh, the GoXLR is being discontinued. The support for it is being discontinued. It's only a matter of time before a Windows update goes live and I can no longer use my recording uh, software right? Like my, my sliders and the actual mixer that I have. So I'll be looking to upgrade or replace my Go XLR with probably a, a Rodecaster Pro. So those type of costs, I don't necessarily want to take away from my kid's budget. <laughs> uh, I don't really want to have to budget, um, you know, my weekly um, costs that I need to budget for. I don't want to replace that um, for essentially gaming and content creation, right? My family takes my priority. So I pursue monetization so that way I can do both. I can set aside funds to make this the best quality, a better camera, better sound quality. The post-processing takes time. Um, Anybody who's created content before knows, right, The, uh, the amount of effort to to produce these shows and produce like good, good content. So I'm not going to belabor this anymore. If you would like to support, uh, we now have listener support over at Spotify. So I will alt tab over. And for those of you on YouTube, I will share my screen. Let me first get to that page because there's a bunch of click throughs. Here we go. Profile page. Boom. Alrighty. Sharing my screen for those of you on YouTube. So if you go to podcasters or actually spotify.com, go to our page. It's also in the links of the description of the podcast and will be in the links of the description of the YouTube video. But right here, you've got this middle button called support this podcast. And if it's your first time listening, uh, the first time you go to our landing page, it'll pop up and say, would you like to support this podcast? So when you do, um, I even put what I just said in a quote. So it just reiterates my philosophy, but quote, support beyond the verse star citizen podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. 100% of the donations return to the production of the show for our audience experience. And then the monthly contribution, it's a dollar a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, or you can do your own version of that. So 
anything helps, uh, and and I hope what I said resonates with some of y'all. Again, it's not uh, for any other reason than just creating my own income stream to support the quality of the content that we're producing. Secondly, and then we'll be done. Secondly, uh, I have actually been approved and invited to uh, to monetize the podcast through Spotify via ads. Now, I'm gonna do this the Critical Role way. So if you're not familiar with Critical Role, first off, you need to be. It's a Dungeons and Dragons um, team if you will, that's led by professional voice actors. You've got to go check it out. It's amazing. But the Critical Role team, they do their advertisements in their own flair, and it's hilarious. It is the funniest thing, actually, to the entire three-hour episode that they do. Um, it's the funniest thing. So I intend to do the same. If I'm going to record a an advertisement that's going to persist through the month of September, I'm going to try to make it fun, and it's, it's going to be kind of a short 30-second at the beginning of each episode episode. So bear with me. I think that's pretty natural. If you listen to other podcasts, they do the same thing. I just want to be transparent. Okay. Don't want to continue belaboring this anymore. Um, Just want that transparency as I have promised from the very beginning from episode zero in the trailer. So there you go. All right. Last, I lied to you, last, feel free to become part of the discussion. We have an email address, it's starcitizenbtv, bravotangovictor at gmail.com. Feel free to email um, any questions, comments, concerns, literally anything. And so the five-star reviews on any platform and the email will be read during every single episode. So the first 13 minutes of this episode-ish, it has been dedicated to business. Let's move on to the actual point of this podcast. And let's go to our namesake, right? Again, episode 20 is called Starfield Citizen of Palia 2077. So I I embarked on this episode... um, to kind of talk about the things that we're doing between Star Citizen patches. Now, it is arguably one of the best years of gaming. 2023 has brought us Zelda Breath of the Wild, um, or the Tears of the Kingdom, excuse me, the sequel to that. We've got Zelda, we have Diablo 4, um, we've got Starfield coming up, it hasn't come out yet, but yeah, Diablo 4, we've had Baldur's Gate 3, which I couldn't figure out a cool way of like throwing that into the title but Baldur's Gate 3 is more than likely going to be this year's game of the year uh, Palia is this complete side game that I think appeals to some players and we'll talk about that here in a second and then 2077 is homage to Cyberpunk um, its sequel and it's actually a really cool story that we'll save for last it's a really cool story in their development in their sequel that's coming out, uh, I believe, late September, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll do the the first one and we'll talk Polya. So I'm going to go Polya first because it's the least amount of time I've had with the game. Uh, and then we'll work our way through the title. So here we go. Polya. What is Polya? I'm going to screen share and we're going to go into uh, we're going to go into just the website of each one of these games just so you can, you know, have a visual uh, representation as well with the podcast. So I'm now sharing my screen. Polya is uh, first off, polya.com. These links will be in the descriptions. 
Polya is, so think the graphics of World of Warcraft, right? So kind of cartoonish. Um, it's, it's nice because you can like maximize your frame rates, um, turn off V-Sync, put up your frame rate to like 240. It, it's it's going to run beautifully. But the graphics are very much like cartoonish. So think that, think like Amazon's new world as far as your careers and having to cut down trees and break rock apart for minerals. Um, and then the last thing I'll say is maybe like a more mature or advanced Animal Crossing. So I think those three games mash it all into one and you're gonna get Polya. Now the studio, uh, it, it's it's not a well-known studio. I believe, let, let's, I, I don't wanna lie to you. Uh, what is the studio called as my computer completely goes crazy? Singularity 6. So Singularity 6, it's not this massive studio. In fact, when you start playing their beta, uh, there's a window that pops up that says, hey, you know, thank you for supporting a smaller studio as we strive to create this like alternate universe for people to live in. Um, so they're very much transparent with that as well. But it's exactly that. If you just wanted to exist in this type of world uh, with not really like a combat mechanism, there's not really anything else, but it's adventure, it's exploring, and you build your house and you add on to your house and your room. So again, think Animal Crossing, but a more expansive open world, um, Palia. So here are my reactions to it. <laughs> um, if you have listened to all, actually the first 19 episodes of this podcast, you know that um, I, I, I really despise transactional games. So like I hate games that you go in and you feel like you're performing a job. You go in and you're tasked with, you know, 25 different missions to do daily. You have a daily task, a weekly task, maybe like a monthly task, and you find yourself at work, right? And then after your hour of playing, what do you have to really show for it? And I saw that with, you know, Elder Scrolls Online, World of Warcraft, your typical MMOs. I see that all the time. Mainly see it in um, in uh, in Animal Crossing, right? I see it all the time in Animal Crossing, where again you're having to collect three thousand apples for something ridiculous. This is kind of the same concept. In fact, it is actually the same concept. When you first get into beta, you're having to find way too many items and it takes way too long it takes eight hours um not of like actual gameplay but once you start building your house it's like eight hours later when your house is built so it's a very transactional game that requires you to just basically do mundane tasks over and over again now i'm not painting polia in a great light but this is me personally solace from solace gaming uh i i i don't I don't think I'll play it outside of beta, but it's getting a lot of great kudos. Again, Animal Crossing on steroids, it's a little bit more fun. It's very addicting when you get your mindset right and you're doing the same thing over and over again. It can be very addicting, um, but that's that's Paulia. So, <laughs> um, let's get into Starfield. Now, Starfield doesn't require any um, really introduction. In fact, I'm sharing my screen now on YouTube, but the majority of you have already dove into Starfield. In fact, I guarantee you that of our 12,000 listeners, uh, or sorry, 1,200 listeners, um, 
I guarantee you every single one of you have pre-ordered Starfield in one way or another. Um, but Starfield is going to destroy most of our lives at the end of Q3 and into Q4. Um, all of our free time is going to go to Starfield. And I'm going to make everybody mad and I'm going to say Starfield is Skyrim in space. So if you liked Skyrim, you're going to like Starfield. It's the same teams, uh, same studio that had Skyrim, and you're going to have a phenomenal experience up in space existing. Now, I will not get into a this versus that. <laughs> I will I will not get into Starfield versus Star Citizen. I sort of dabbled in that world um, a couple episodes ago. In fact, in the episode called Distractions, I did talk about Starfield versus Star Citizen. I don't think this is that podcast it's a completely different it's apples and oranges it's a completely different world it's by yourself it's not multiplayer um there's some procedurally generation um procedural generation considerations that are not necessarily the case in star citizen um it's going to be expansive you're going to have over a thousand planets to explore you're going to be distracted in all the right ways so i need everybody listening to this podcast to see starfield for what it is it is a great phenomenal one player game that again is going to destroy everybody's free time comes out september 6th people are getting amped up for most social media as star citizen kind of loses its um and again i don't mean that in a negative way but once star citizen kind of loses its momentum going into citizen con uh, in october starfield's gonna take up every channel it's gonna take up everybody's attention comes out september 6th early access is september 1st yours truly um, has spent way too much money on the collector's edition. <laughs> uh, and it'll be coming out for me on September 1st, going to Best Buy and picking it up. So you can expect lots of social media from me. Um, kind of a, uh, an unboxing of the collector's edition, kind of what comes in it. Uh, I'm not a streamer. I don't, I'm not going to stream and have you watch me play. I think that concept, me personally, I think that concept is a broken concept. Just play the game. Don't watch me play it. You play it. Um, it's just weird for me. But anyways, phenomenal game. I could scroll down and kind of show you all the images. But again, thanks Star Citizen, but just first player, right? So don't want to. Don't want to continue that. Starfield's going to be simply amazing. So we talked Starfield. Citizen is Star Citizen. We'll talk about that at the end of the podcast. So Starfield, Star Citizen, Polya. Let's go into Cyberpunk 2077. Okay. This is a phenomenal story, and I'll share my screen in a second. But I think Cyberpunk is one of the more um, engrossing conversations when it comes to development in video games it's one of the most like if you take out uh if you take out like star citizen cyberpunk is one of the most uh expensive games to have developed right so you got to go back a couple of years i believe it's 2020 2021 don't necessarily remember when it came out but a couple of years ago um and it was uh it was a horrible launch it was a miserable launch um that unfortunately destroyed most of the initial uh, gamers, me included. Um, I had a friend of mine, a content creator that was in Elder Scrolls Online with me, uh, and she actually pushed, not pushed me, she showed me Cyberpunk. I fell in love with it, watched all the pre-development videos. When it launched, it worked for the most part, 
but you talk about Star Citizen having glitches. At least Star Citizen is an alpha still. <laughs> Whereas Cyberpunk launched fully and it was it was broken. Um, it was a very, very bad, bad experience. Fast forward to 2023, and it's one of the top rated games in Steam. You know, they didn't, the studio didn't just um, quit on the game. They didn't just say, hey, let's cut our losses, put our money, time, effort, attention on other things. Um, Code Red, if I'm our CD Project Red, the developers of The Witcher 3 and Play Gwent, right? These individuals stood with it and they pursued and all the fixes, patches, additional content, um, ways to kind of give back to the gaming community. Now, let me be very, very honest with my experience. I played it for like the first month, didn't really get far at all, gave up and went on to a different game. Didn't touch it until earlier this year when I saw uh, when I saw Cyberpunk's like preview for the expansion. I was like, man, they're they're actually going for an expansion, even though it had such a rough launch. And I don't really know anybody who still plays it. Well, I did my homework. (laughs) I did my homework uh, and it has made leaps and bounds. So if you have thought of playing cyberpunk or of going back, do it. This has been the single player game that I have been playing between Star Citizen patches. Um, it is Grand Theft Auto, but futuristic with cyberware and things that you can upgrade inside of your body and on the weapons. But think Grand Theft Auto 5. It's the same open world. You get your quests and your missions from, you know, different gangs, um, if you will. Um you've got corporations, you have factions that you have to win over and woo. Um, there is romancing in this game. So if that's like a thing for you, it is very adult. Um, so if you're one of my younger listeners, just, you know, be cautious when you get into this game because it has its dynamics. Um, but it is a phenomenal, phenomenal experience. And I am now playing it again and am loving every second of it. So their expansion coming September 26th is called Phantom Liberty. I am now sharing my screen for those of you on YouTube. Um, It's almost as if it's a completely different game. Now, I haven't finished the original yet. My goal is to finish the original before September 26th, but it looks like a completely different game. Quote, Phantom Liberty is a new spy thriller adventure for Cyberpunk 2077. Return a cyber-enhanced mercenary V and embark on a high-stakes mission of espionage and intrigue to save the NUS president. In the dangerous district of Dogtown, you must forge alliances within a web of shattered loyalties and sinister political machinations. Do you have what it takes to survive? And then this website, it's again, cyberpunk.net. In this website, you can see kind of a preview. You can see the graphics. You can watch videos, dossiers over the important characters that you're going to need, some new, some old. Um, This page contains content which may be inappropriate for minors. So there you go. (laughs) Uh, I highly, highly, highly recommend getting into Cyberpunk 2077 if you have time before after Starfield. <laughs> uh, again, Starfield's going to completely destroy everything that I had planned for this year. Alrighty. Let's talk Star Citizen, right? 
30 minutes into the uh, the podcast and let's you know let's actually get into Star Citizen. I as always I'm going to get into this week in Star Citizen. I'm going to read their article. You're going to see my mindset on why I was considering not doing an episode this week. Um, but I I'll, I said it once and I'll say it again. It's not as if all 52 weeks of a year are going to have these monumental updates. It's okay that we have a down week and it's up to us content creators to find something to fill the time with. And again, there's plenty of content, lore backgrounds, getting into the game and showing off a vehicle during ship showdown. These are things that we can do as content creators to bring to you. Uh, It's not really up to, or it's not on the developers uh, to do that for us. So. That being said, this week in Star Citizen, let's get into it. Alrighty, happy Monday, everyone. This is five days ago Monday. Ship Showdown is off to an incredible start with a community hub and social media flooded with amazing submissions to help elevate your favorite vehicles to the top of the list. Models, Lego builds, artwork, music videos, and much more have graced our feeds all week. We've got one more week to go in phase one, So if you haven't submitted your own creations, make sure to get that in before August 21st. After that, phase two will kick off with our top 16 bracket and the voting begins. CitizenCon is rapidly approaching with the event in Los Angeles a little over two months away. Join us for panels from development across the company, booths promoting the orgs of the verse, our first in-person LAN tournament in collaboration with Atmo Esports and much, much more. We've got more details about the event headed your way soon. Don't forget to grab your tickets. Keep an eye on the CitizenCon hub for more information. And here we are like nine weeks away from CitizenCon and you still can get tickets. Those tickets have not sold out. VIP of course is sold out, but the general access tickets are still available. So I read that on Monday and I'm like, cool. All right, some stuff to talk about in my show. Let's see what's actually going on this week. The first sentence. On Thursday. <laughs> so, so I'm sitting here like, all right, uh, so we can surmise what's happening with Ship Showdown. Uh, we can surmise what's happening in Citizen Con. Okay, well, there's at least lore stuff on Tuesday. There's at least, um, you know, some developmental stuff that's happening, you know, on Wednesdays. Nope. The first thing that happens this week is Thursday. <laughs> On Thursday, Inside Star Citizen catches up with the audio team and their work on audio reverberation tech after their previous CitizenCon presentation on Claudius. This Friday, which actually happened earlier today, this Friday, Star Citizen Live has Elliot Maltby back on to wrap up the mission they created last week and give it a test in-game. Show begins, well, show began this morning at 8 a.m. Pacific. You'll also see the weekly RSI newsletter delivered to your inbox. And then Saturday, tomorrow, uh, there is yet another race. So... Let me just read it. I don't think it's a race. Nebel and the Starhead Federation and our German community will exhibit all the vehicles that keep Star Citizen's economy running. Trading, mining, salvage, exploration, and more. Visit the rooftops of Arcorb's Area 17. Experience air cab service. Take part in guided ship tours and interactive games to earn points. And get a chance to win a Drake Vulture with lifetime insurance. Okay, so I take it back. I'm glad I read that. It has nothing to do with a race. Uh, a race. Rice, I, whatever. We do this live. <laughs> so I'm glad I read that. That's a really cool idea. Um, that's a really cool idea. 
it's almost as if they're trying to do like a like an IAE or an Invictus where they're showing off, you know, these vehicles that make, you know, make the universe run. Last but not least, also on Saturday, the group stages for this year's Fight or Flight tournament uh, begin. Check out the Heated 2v2 competition live on twitch.tv forward slash at Sports at 8 p.m. UTC and see who moves on to the next round. The top four teams at the end of the series will compete at CitizenCon this year, so the stakes are high. Don't miss it. Jake Bradley, community manager. So again, I there was just not a lot. There was just not a lot to cover, uh, and I didn't want to quote unquote waste episode 20, which I guess sounds like a monumental episode, but I didn't want to waste like episode 20 on not a lot of information. But. I hope you've enjoyed the first 30 minutes of this podcast. Let's actually get into uh, my reactions to both, and then we'll go into Inside Star Citizen. So, Ship Showdown. Uh, I am very excited about Ship Showdown's second phase. Um, we talked a little bit about like a popularity contest for the community call, whatever. Like, let's move on. Let's get over that. Um, don't really care at this point. Never really cared to begin with. But getting into the live showdown is what I loved about last year. So I cannot wait. You can expect from Beyond the Verse, Star Citizen podcast socials. You can expect to see graphics and brackets and analytical um, infographics <laughs> um, on everything happening live showdown. Starts August 23rd to September 6th. But I cannot wait to do ship versus ship. Versus ship cannot wait for it it always sparks really great conversations most of the time really fun debate online uh, sometimes you get kind of individuals that are carried away that are super passionate about their project um, but for the most part this is a really really good time really good experience um, and hopefully sometime between phase two they reveal what that paint scheme is going to be like i can't i can't wait to find out what the character is going to be uh showing off later this year <laughs> shots fired uh, it, it, it has to be the Carrick um, I don't really know how it's not alright last but not least the final segment for today's very very short episode 20 we're going to get into Inside Star Citizen this one is called First Rate Resonant um, and it's like last week we did uh, the visual effects team. This is your audio effects or your sound effects team. So I love how they're bringing in these downstream um, teams to really highlight and showcase the value that they do bring to the process. I have seen this. I watched it earlier this morning, so I have a little bit of a um, heads up on what is going to be discussed, but I will react to this. But for the podcast listeners, first off, it's going to be really fun because you're going to be able to hear a lot of the sound effects in your whatever you're listening to in your car, um, in your headphones. But I will have to explain a lot because <laughs> it's a lot of like this versus that. It's a lot of comparison. And they only tell you the comparison from like bottom subtitles. So bear with me as I'll probably pause quite a lot um, to explain what they're comparing. But without further ado, this is Inside Star Citizen, first rate resonant. Uh, I'm going to share my screen because I totally screwed that one up last week. <laughs> Sharing my screen. Let's get into it. Here we go. It's been a long time since I've been in front of a camera. So this is a new experience for me. Fresh one. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. Who's going to do better, you or Graham? Graham. He's an old hat. He knows what he's doing. Oh, hi. Didn't notice you there. 
So today we're talking about resonance within the Claudius tool. What's Claudius? Ah, oh, tough question. <laughs> okay. Claudius is our new audio tool that brings together all the different audio functions into one place so that the sound designers can access everything they need without going through needless code requests all the time. My favorite thing about Claudius is the fact that I won't have to jump into so many different tools and programs to get in-game and get the sound sound. All right, so real quick, I know it's we're 47 seconds into this show and I'm already pausing it. Um, one of the things that I find myself re reminding listeners and community members is yes, this game has been in alpha for over a decade. Okay, that's fine, whatever. Let's debate that offline. They're having to create some willingly, some because they had to, some because it was a choice, but they, they created everything from scratch. So from the studio to the studio capabilities, to the real estate, to moving around teams, to building like are implementing tools like you just heard them say, to make it better, faster, because they don't have precedence, right? They, they, they don't have a Bethesda, you know, setup in order to expedite Starfield's launch, right? Like there's, even though Starfield was also in production for a long time. Anyways, um, they, they're having to build everything from scratch. So I think when we approach these videos, it's just another reminder of kind of another why it has taken just a little bit longer than what most of us are happy with. So something to consider the way that I want them to and the way that I envision them in my head. We did a whole thing on it at CitizenCon a few years ago. You should go watch it. I'll just wait. I'm much more natural on that camera when I'm not looking at the tail. One of the ways in which we're looking to improve the audio experience of Star Citizen is to find ways to better meet the player's expectations of what is being heard in the game world. We already create the sounds that you would expect for objects and interactions in the game and glue them together with reverb and effects. But we can always go further. Our latest piece of tech within the Claudius editor is Resonance, which allows us to take a game event that is either loud or particularly high sound pressure and make other elements of the game respond in much the same way as you would expect in the real world. Resonance, put simply, is the sensitivity of objects to vibration. And in terms of our tech, it's the sound that they make as a result. We're aiming to fill a gap that currently exists with certain things not dynamically responding, at least in an audible sense, to player input and events transpiring in the world. So this is one of those times where it's surrounding items without surrounding items without resonance and surrounding items with resonance. So the moment he stops talking, it's without resonance, and then you'll hear a change, and that is with resonance. So let me back up just a little bit so you can hear it. Here we go. Or an event transpiring in the world. We want to add another layer to the sound. So that was them walking up a flight of stairs. You heard the difference in the sound it makes in the environment. Soundscape that just sprinkles a little more life into it and makes it just that little bit more real. You're there, you're experiencing it. Our new tech allows us to quickly create resonances around points in the world in response to game events that can then be reflected by the objects and geometry around those points. We can add a resonance driver node in Claudius and set the size of its sphere of influence and also how long it takes to decay to nothing. We can then add resonator nodes to any audio object that we see fit, 
When the resonator is caught in the sphere of influence of the driver during gameplay, we use the resulting output to decide how loudly the object should resonate. What we're saying is we're taking uh, game events in the world and we're trying to make the world around you respond in a much more realistic way to what you're doing. So if you're firing a weapon next to a window, you'd expect it to go or something like that. You know, a metal panel, sheet panel, that kind of thing. We can also set frequencies for both the driver and the resonator and make them respond only if the driver hits the resonant frequency of the resonator. So basically, if the frequency of a driver is changing, it might hit a certain frequency that excites an object much more than it does at other frequencies. Even with a simple example, there's already a greater sense of cause and effect. The props around you feel connected to your actions and you feel more immersed as a result. Surrounding items with resonance. So that was a few examples of the character jumping up and down on grates. So the different sounds you just heard is what those grates sound like in different environments. There you go. This being implemented via Claudius in the straightforward visual logic based scripting way means that getting your sounds in game and working is just that much quicker. There are so many interweaving systems at play on the engine side that it usually can prove a challenge to get the desired outcome. Just from the resonator and resonance nodes alone, we can manage quick tweaks to dial in the exact kind of sounds we're wanting. And we're having it happen live and in context as we go. Claudius's design philosophy is to put workflow first. And with this in mind, the resonance tech makes it easy to take a location or ship and populate it with the kind of responses you hear happening around you in real life. The potential here is large, so having a tool that makes it easy becomes incredibly important. The underlying tech is designed to give the designers everything they need to implement. We're not relying on repeated code support requests to get this kind of dynamism in for our sounds. No one knows what you need to achieve the result you're aiming for in your head better than yourself. And that can take time and iteration, but here we have all the tools to do that by ourselves. So now we can take a location, look around it, and think about what we'd expect to hear when, for example, a weapon is fired and quickly add the markup to the game to make it do what we expect. Here we can see a few candidates. Metal locker doors, a waste bin, empty cans, some windows, containers. By adding audio components to these objects or adding audio entities to the world markup, we can easily create their resonant responses. Adding these resonances brings variety and realism to the soundscape. No resonance of surrounding items. Surrounding items with resonance. None. With. Without. With. So we're no longer just... There we go. Let me get off mute. So I tried. I, I don't know if that was like a good way of doing it or not, but um, 
essentially at the end of the day they're sh- they're shooting um, a, a pistol or a weapon system downrange and how the sounds around you um, react right so if you're in a tight space are you hearing the percussion right or concussion it's percussion there you go or if you're in an open space, are you hearing it bounce off of like the trash can that they just mentioned or a sheet of glass? So there you go. Hearing weapons and reverb, we're now hearing the objects and materials around the player too. We can use the tech to support visual physical movements or even to imply them using audio alone. We can listen to the resonances in isolation to understand what's being added here. They're just shooting different objects. This system is hooked into our propagation tech, which allows sounds to respect paths through rooms and doorways to reach the listener, normally the player. But in this case, rather than ensuring that what you hear respects the propagation paths within the world, we use the system to decide whether, for example, a resonance driver in one room should excite a resonator in another. So basically, if someone fires a weapon within a room, the objects in that room will vibrate differently to any objects that are outside that room. As with all tech, we have things to consider from a design perspective. There isn't going to be a one-size-fits-all system. Take, for example, you're in a ship. You might want to let the players experience a huge impact from a missile. Okay, real quick. <clears throat> what you're about to watch starting now, there's like five minutes left in, this, in, in the Inside Star Citizen. I highly encourage those listening on podcasts to go and watch the next piece. What they're about to get into, and I'm sure they're going to explain it better than I will, but what they're about to get into is like if you're in a carrick and somebody shoots you at the very back part of your ship or the port side and you're on the starboard side, what does that feel like? What do you hear? What do you see when you're not right there at the explosion? What they're going to talk about is the different levels of escalation or what you observe to to really make it realistic, to really know how to react or how to troubleshoot problem solve, whatever happens, right? So it, it's really, really awesome concept that I would have just looked past had I not watched this video. It's a given you'd expect the ship and its internal contents to resonate when that happens. And this is perfect for that. But what about continuous resonances in a ship? We may want to use the system much more sparingly in these cases in order to avoid fatigue and focus more on the transient resonances as they convey more important information to the player. Much like a computer, the system needs rules to govern its output, so design needs to inform the system how it should be behaving. Resonance can become more of an event to convey excitement and useful information. It should serve the experience and could help make scenes pop from an audio perspective. No resonance. With resonance. While we have the option of using propagation to ensure that resonances don't travel through walls or geometry, we can see that there are cases where we may want it to do just that. 
A ship receiving an impact from a huge missile would have vibrations resonating through its structure, which in turn would resonate its contents. By vibrating the ship and the objects around the player, the impact becomes much more visceral and feels like a direct threat to the player, rather than an event that just happened to some other part of the ship. The player's experience of the impact can then be more reflective of the damage done to their ship. No resonance. With resonance. Hear the rattling. It's awesome. So this is cool because uh, if you have a huge impact that's hitting your ship, yeah, if you're in the cockpit, you can see the impact, you can really feel it there. But if you're down in the guts of the ship in an engineering role or something like that, and impacts are happening on the ship, you're maybe not gonna feel it so much. So what this system does is it brings the whole experience of the ship being hit to wherever you are. Resonance also sits nicely alongside our physical audio system, which handles the audio for the physicalization of props and objects in the world. You can already hear audible actions in the game, such as objects being thrown, rolled, handled, or impacted. This adds another layer to that physicality. Though with resonance, it doesn't need to be beholden to the physics of an object. Claudius and its underlying engine, SIG Audio, have been designed with rapid feature developments at their core. Now that a lot of the hard work under the hood has been done, we're able to quickly develop and iterate on features such as resonance that allow us to improve the experience of Star Citizen and enhance immersion to create a living, breathing world. As with all Claudius features, this is available to any object in any context so its use doesn't even have to be limited to what we've shown here. For example, we could use the blast radius of an explosion to drive the player's ear ringing effect using the same system. Or we could affect mix changes within the radius of an event, such as a large explosion, ducking the other sounds around it to make even more room for impact. The tools are developed with creative freedom in mind and ultimately encourage experimentation. So usually the graphics and the visuals get all the headlines, but to us, the audio is equally, if not more, important. And we hope that you'll feel the same when all this work comes online. All right, so maybe because I'm a podcaster, uh, I 100% agree with him. <laughs> For me, audio is mm, like 75%. Right, like I, I want to have my headphones on, my 7.2 surround sound, wherever the heck this is. <laughs> uh, I want to be able uh, to like close my eyes and feel like I am immersed in that sense. I think graphics will always fail you, right? Like your screen is only 27 inches, or some of you crazies that have like the massive wide screens, you could just look up and see your your office or your room, right? Like the graphics will always fail you. I think, in my opinion. But the sound, close your eyes, can you hear the birds chirping? Can you hear the trees and the wind blowing? Um, if you're up in space, can somebody, like, can you hear the reverberation of your the front of your ship getting hit when you're in the back and you hear the cargo rattling like you just did in the example? To me, the audio is where it's at. How would I do? Good. Thank you. So, what did we learn this week? Well, we learned that Claudius and its procedural audio tools allow for the systemic propagation of sounds in ships, stations, and space above and beyond. 
And that reverberations don't just mean the events around you sounding and feeling as they should, they can also lead to tactical and gameplay implications for combat, uh, wear and tear, and much, much more. Now, don't forget the Ship Showdown is heading into the top 16 in just the next few days, and of course, the Mission Spotlight is still underway. And then, of course, we're only nine weeks away. Nine weeks away. Nine weeks away. From CitizenCon 2953, the now two-day event at the Los Angeles Convention Center, and tickets are still available. For Inside Star Citizen, I'm Jared Huckabee. Thanks for letting us share the process of game development with you, and we'll see you all here next week. So there we are, episode 20. I, I really do appreciate everybody jumping in uh, in this Friday morning episode of Beyond the Verse Star Citizen podcast. So thank you very much. We had a really great episode talking other games going beyond beyond the verse uh we talked polya cyberpunk starfield and then what little was dropped from star citizen this week again if you want to be part of the conversation email us at star citizen btv bravo tingle victor at gmail.com and again if you like what you hear and you want to support and continue growing our community that we're building together please support us we can support us financially through the spotify monetization which i showed you all at the beginning um but more importantly the five star ratings on your preferred podcasting platform and on youtube so thank you all so much i hope this finds you well until next thursday night safe travels as you traverse beyond the verse thanks everybody You've been listening to Beyond the Verse, Star Citizen podcast with your host, Solus. Join our in-game organization, Soul Provision, by applying at www.robertspaceindustries.com forward slash orgs forward slash provision. You can get involved in the conversation with your questions, comments, or emotional outbursts by emailing us at starcitizenbtv at gmail.com. Watch us live on Thursdays, 8 p.m. Central at youtube.com forward slash at StarCitizenBTV. And follow the conversation over at Twitter and Instagram, both at forward slash StarCitizenBTV. Once again, thank you for joining us. We hope this finds you well. Until next time, safe travels as you traverse beyond the verse. Beyond the verse.